after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm out there, rain or shine, harvesting souls. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz, and I'm laughing because inevitably, as the show begins, one of the cats doesn't just nose her way into the room, but does her patented stand on two legs and Push the door open. She's the otherwise like the shyest cat you could ever imagine. She has she's afraid of everything, but she sees a partially closed door and she wants to she wants to attack it like a Sherman tank. <laughs> she just rambos her way in here. That woman that you just heard is Genevieve Has. We're your co-host today, as we are on most days, and uh, today on the show, commercials in the news. You're just making it worse. When we play the actual sound effect, what do you, first of all, what do you mean worse? Like you, su- you suffer by comparison. Oh, okay. I thought it, first of all, it's not it's not worse. That implies that our our actual sounder is bad. And secondly, I think I add something to it. It's called foreshadowing. I sent you a pamphlet all about the ins and outs of podcasting. Have you had a chance to read it yet? I sent you a pamphlet all about the. Uh, vocabulary of theater and writing and foreshadowing was in it and that's not the definition okay quick right at the top here we should just say our relationship is not great these days <laughs> and we have been arguing by emailing each other pdfs instructional pdfs we've just been sending each other very um helpful and passive aggressive pamphlets that's how we communicate now <laughs> that's right how to be a better girlfriend that was isn't first. that a maria bamford joke we my family would communicate by by leaving helpful pamphlets around for each other. If that's so, I didn't know about it. Or it, it burrowed itself into my brain and I've forgotten about it. But anyway, sorry if I'm stealing her jokes. Um, okay, let's talk about commercials in the news, said without a fake echo. Um, a couple of fast food giants um, who will rename who will remain nameless for this particular tease, uh, both released campaigns this week, uh, commercial campaigns televised that uh, both leverage Google in some way, but they did it without Google's permission. It's not an actual tie-in type of situation. You probably heard about at least one of these. We're going to talk about that, and there's been a lot of follow-up. There's been a real... It's been a real kind of burger war, like kind of a burger war for the for the tech age. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, get John Cormier on that shit. Uh, I don't get it. The chocolate wars. Oh right. Chocolate. Is that who wrote the chocolate wars? I think you're right. Yes. Good. Good for you. Uh, plus, <laughs> I'm going to leave you a pamphlet about bringing up obs- <laughs> semi obscure uh, young adult literature on the show. Um, plus, uh, there's a new ad that's got me giggling. We're just going to play it because it makes me giggle. And clearly, I've got a case of the giggles today. And anything, uh, especially popping in Ad Council. I know we have a lot of stuff to get through from the from the listeners today. Yeah, we had a lot of good feedback on the Daddies and Daughters show, which we'll uh, we'll get to and. Um just some ads that folks are thinking about. That's right. We'd been talking about doing the Daddies and Daughters show forever. We finally did it last week, and we left out one of the commercials that you had been talking about since day one. one That's of the how we know it's a trend. We really we couldn't cover everything, but we'll get to it. 
what did you say before the show? You're like, that's how we know it was a legitimate trend, not the other things that we claim are Sometimes trends. Sometimes we do a thing where we say like, oh, if we can find three examples, it's a trend. I never. I, which I, was it's that's called the uh, New York Times style section approach to uh, yeah. podcasting. I never claim that they're trends. I just claim that they're decent, uh, decent topics for shows. Anyway, well, let's begin with uh, your favorite sounder, commercials, commercials in the news. in the news. All right, let's begin at the beginning here. If you uh, if you listen to After These Messages with any regularity, then I'm guessing you're probably familiar with this commercial, not because we've talked about it yet, but because you've shown at least a passing interest in television commercials. And this was not unlike the Pepsi commercial of a couple of weeks ago with Kendall Jenner. This was a, uh, a TV commercial that actually made real headlines, and it was uh, for Burger King. It was a quickie, a 15-second ad. I'll just uh, play it for you. It was supposed to air... In, um, uh, I think, limited markets, and it's a pretty low-budget commercial, so I think this is going to be a, a big conversation about earned media today. Let's start with the actual conversation. We see, or the actual commercial, we see a Burger King employee uh, standing behind a counter looking directly at a camera, and uh, behind him is your typical uh, fast food kitchen. You're watching a 15-second Burger King ad, which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the Whopper sandwich. But I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? And boom, the commercial ends right there as he looks into the camera. Now, if you had uh, a a Google Home device, those are like kind of the, uh, they're basically like the Alexas or the the Amazon Echoes of of Google. They look sort of like a white egg with like a gray speaker cloth over the top. Don't you think there's something there, though, that even to describe what Google Home is, you have to already compare it to a different device that did a better job of branding itself. I think Amazon Echo, you know pretty much well, that's a device that you talk to. Google Home, it's so amorphous. I have to. I feel like I always have to Well, it's specify. it's interesting that you say that because I was sort of surprised that they went with Google Home over Alexa. Yeah. But I think it's because we spend so much time thinking about commercials and Alexa has much more saturated the airways. Amazon has more saturated the airwaves with marketing for Alexa um, I'm aware of Google Home, but I'm I'm struggling to think of any marketing that I've seen for it. Yeah, they do have commercials that run, um, and I guess it can wake up your device as well. This is where I get a little bit confused. I have a, I have a Samsung phone. It's got the it's got the kind of Google technology. Now, do I have to push any buttons, or can I just say right into it? Okay, Google, what is a Burger King? Okay, it do, it did seem to it, it wants me to kind of do this install thing, but it did kind of recognize just by mm-hmm. saying okay Google. So I always thought that you had to like at least on my phone push a button. So I guess this does wake up a probably a a larger number of devices That's than true. just the Amazon one would. Yeah, Amazon doesn't have the advantage of having a ton of other um platforms and devices. Yeah. But I do think they've done a better job with the just straight up branding, the Alexa branding. Any hoozle, as you can tell, that commercial is supposed to activate your Google Home device or I guess your Google phone or whatever you have. And it will automatically um, kind of search what a Whopper is and then uh, and then kind of tell you about the ingredients and make you want a Whopper. Um, Yeah, the New York Times story has a video of it of it doing that to the home device. Yes. And I mean, we could play that if you, do you want, do you want to play that yeah, here, play, here with the home device? Here with the home device said. Okay. So here, this, uh, this will be kind of the middle of the commercial here. Sandwich. But I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? 
According to Wikipedia, the Whopper is a burger consisting of a flame-grilled patty made with 100% beef with no preservatives or fillers, topped with sliced tomatoes, onions, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, and mayonnaise served on a sesame seed bun. Oh, my stomach is rumbling. I know. And the guy's holding a Whopper the whole time. So it's pretty effective. I'm, I'm actually like, kind of It really kidding. makes me want a Whopper. See, I think that what really makes you want a Whopper, not you, but one, is hearing guys like me on talk radio stations, listening to podcasts like us talk about this, like even if this got picked up at all, even in a, in a morning edition, 30 second, like news return. Just sort repetition. Of like, yeah, just the repetition because... The, the conversations about this commercial have far exceeded the commercial airing itself. Yeah. And that's like hearing that robotic voice talk about what a Whopper is didn't do it for me. But I do know that if I'm listening to some people talk about the McRib for a segment on Cairo Radio here in town, I will end up wanting a McRib. And I don't even like McRibs that much. So I think that this is brilliant in that way. It's worth noting, if I haven't already, that Google was not in on this at all. At least that's what they were claiming. And that seems to be true. It my very first gut reaction to this Genevieve was, oh, yeah, sure. They say that Google wasn't involved, but what a great kind of cross marketing campaign. But it seemed like Google really was concerned because you have issues with privacy. You have this idea that and just we, usability. We're selling these devices with microphones that are not always on, but can be picked up and, you know, with your voice in a moment. And we're we're trusting Google that this is following some sort of rules that was not just spying on us all the time. And at first I thought, well, this is just good cross promotion for both burgers and uh, robot devices. But actually, I think it it's good for the burgers and probably just bad press for Google because people feel like I'm not even sure how I feel about this product. Now it just yet. sounds like it's potentially a hassle. It, now it sounds like it's a hassle you know what and remind, I can't control it. You know, this reminds me of a little mm. bit. Um, Xbox, a guy, uh, some player on Xbox named his character Turn Off Xbox. So when they people <laughs> would play play against it. him and they and he would he would deliberately do something stupid to make them mad. And so there's all this great video of people yelling ah, oh, damn it, turn off Xbox, and then, and then their you, Xbox goes their off. Their Xbox goes off, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, so I, I guess I did want to talk to you right away, Vives, or off the top here, and see if you think that there, there was any kind of, if, if this is good kind of earned media for both or just the burger. I actually think it's good for both for the reason that we identified, which is that Google Home is, I think, less prominent than Amazon Echo. I do think that this kind of trick only works once or twice and there's a very sharp diminishing return on how funny and fun and newsworthy this is but you know google uh, burger king was smart to get on it like they identified uh, a little window before google comes up with i think you and i were talking about this eventually google's going to get to a point as as are all these voice recognition technologies where only a certain number of actual voices are recognized so it's you and your device have a you know, recognizable relationship. And I was um, talking about this on TBTL, the other podcast, and I mentioned that and somebody wrote in to say, yeah, they're already moving that direction. Like, I think somebody said, hey, my sister's already got this device. I don't know which one it is, but it's a new device. I want to say a Samsung. And it's the first thing is she has to kind of teach it to recognize her voice. Um, But I really enjoy this um, playing around with the possibilities of technology for marketing. I think it's wonderful and creative and particularly we talk all the time about how um 
TiVos and DV, you know DVRs and uh, on-demand programming has changed the, adver- the the video advertising game, the television advertising game. And I think it's awesome to see how brands are responding to that and thinking creatively and not just like, oh no, woe is me. Like our old our old way of doing things doesn't work anymore. I um I. F- I, I like it too. I especially like this cat and mouse game that seems to be going on, especially now that I do truly believe that Google was not in on this. And Google, by the way, and changed- you're like the Alex Jones of, uh, you know, of of conspiracy theories when it comes to claims by advertisers. I'm a human. <laughs> That's my Alex Jones imitation. It's just a character I do, though. Uh- <laughs> Topical humor. Um, so Google did try to shut this down. I think within three hours of this commercial launching, and I'm going to read here from The Verge, Google Home will no longer respond when prompted by the specific Burger King commercial that asks, what is the Whopper burger? By the way, I do think they had to say Whopper burger, which is because Whoppers are candy. It's also yeah. a, a word, a slang word. So that's a little clunky. But I was thinking, so how did they do that? Did they just turn off that command completely? But no. Uh, again, yeah, because what if you Verge, actually need to know right. what is a Whopper burger? So this is interesting. The Verge says, it does, however, still respond to the top result from Wikipedia when somebody else, like a real user, asks... Um, other than the advertisement asking. So Google likely has a registered sound clip from the ad that disables the unwanted home triggers, home being the, the, the device, as it does with its own Google Home commercial. So in other words, they were able to program in, when you hear this particular guy's voice yeah. say that, do not recognize it. I mean, it's it. the same kind of technology that makes Shazam work, right? Like every every thing that comes out of your computer has some sort of digital fingerprint or identity to it now burger king responded to that i believe within 24 hours or something and they must have seen this coming right they gamed this out well that's what i thought at first i thought oh what you recorded other versions of this you knew this was going to be a problem because you didn't bring that guy back back in here so i was like oh now now i can now my alex jones is kind of popping up again i'm like oh were they in cahoots the whole time were they trying to have a public fight between burger king and uh and uh google but no let's listen to these revamped versions of this commercial that aired i think during jimmy kimmel live and uh whatever other late night shows and it's the same kid standing behind the same counter in fact it's the same exact commercial except you'll notice a little different you're watching a 15 second burger king ad which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the whopper sandwich but i got an idea okay google what is the whopper burger the visual is exactly the same. They just put a micro, a kind of a janky sounding microphone say, up to somebody. I love that it's poor sound quality. It's just so janky. They yeah. just they just put it over top of him, so it looks like he's lip syncing this. Uh, here, I can play another one. Here, they released three versions. Sec- okay, Google, what is the Whopper Burger? And then I'll should I just play the last one for sure. funsies? Okay, Google. What is the Whopper Burger? So I think the, the, the second and third ones we heard there was probably the kid's original voice. They just slowed it down and sped it up. My favorite is the well, first it's not sped one. Up. I mean, the speed or, is the same, but they changed, they changed the, pitch, the, the pitch. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the first one, though, where they just have some woman, some random woman's voice recorded on probably a phone just plugged into this. I, I Do we know? Thumbs who, up. Thumbs up, indeed. Do we know who, um, who was behind the, what ad company was behind the? David Miami. They, 
they do a lot of stuff in uh, South. Well, David, this is their Miami um, uh, head. I guess uh, what would you say, Miami branch? But their other two branches, are like Sao Paulo and uh, another South American oh, city. Okay. So they do a lot. I was looking at their um, repertoire. They do a lot of Burger King, tons of Burger King. You got some Cokes in there. You have some other pretty big clients, but a lot of them are for Spanish speaking audiences. Um, but I don't think they had done any uh, big ads that you and I have talked about on the show or anything like that. I, I was wondering about that too. Um, it's also also worth noting that um, Trolls got in on the act. So they, now knowing that Burger King has an ad that automatically triggers a device that will tell you what's in a burger. Which then goes to another technology called Wikipedia. Yeah, and it's using Wikipedia to get that information. Well, trolls went to Wikipedia and, of course, started fucking with the Wikipedia entry. And this is, again, from The Verge. They were adding a slew of troll-tastic description, descriptions, including cancer-causing and ingredients like toenail clippings and rat. So I assume that we are now living in a world where Wikipedia has... Um, frozen edits on the Whopper description. Wikipedia has now locked the entry, allowing changes to me to be made only by authorized administrators. It's a so brave it's new really, world. it really has just it been is. like it, it. Just everything just kind of got locked down. I, I really do, do love it. And then BK released those workaround ads as well. Now you and I were chatting before the show, and I said, "Oh, kind." I said, "Google got kind of scroogey on this." What's do you? What do you think? Like, what's what's your just sort of opinion about Google's Google's reaction to this. I'm going to just kind of restate what I said before, but I think both Google and Amazon with these devices, I think that they both believe and I think there's a good argument uh, for the fact that they the future will be filled with more of these devices rather than less. But they're in a tricky phase right now where, number one, they're trying to convince customers that it's a need yeah. and not just a dumb device. You and I talked about it because it turns out like Amazon makes a cheap cheaper version of the Echo that's not that much. I'm kind of like, well, you can use it as a timer and something else. You're like, like we live in a four-room apartment. <laughs> yeah, we don't need it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I think that they're really trying to convince people that there's a need for these devices and then also really trying to convince people that these devices are not intrusive in any way and that they're, they remain under your control. So I think Google really felt um, the need to kind of lock this down because if people are kind of on the fence. In yeah, words. in other words, I think they were justified in a word. Yeah. I... I understand your reasoning, and I, I can certainly see from a CorpCom perspective why they would choose to react this way. I think, I bet there was a contingent in the room when this when they had their crisis or issues meeting about this. I'll bet you a, a, any amount of money, like a Google amount of money, <laughs> that someone in the room said, you know, we could react to this in a fun way. Like we could, we could fire a, a counter shot across the bow as a as a fun thing. Like we could do something that that shows we get the joke. And for whatever reason, and maybe and maybe the cooler heads needed to prevail there, and and did. But someone said, you know, we could turn this into a marketing coup ourselves. Is that something that you think that like a, like an ad wizard or maybe like a doctor would? Doctor, doctor, what that should is, I do? Tell that me. is not. That is not. No, a, I do. That is not a valid use. Of uh, that. Okay. We first of all, we haven't pulled out in several shows, or at least one. Um, I think I played it for Amy two weeks ago. Uh, but uh, it was inspired by a real question I have. Well, like, what would be your response? Because I love that. I wasn't thinking in that way, but that's not my job. You've sat in a lot of these meetings before. What would be a fun thing that Google could have done? 
or even asked Wikipedia to do or something. Yeah, let's just let's say for the sake of argument that Google can essentially control what that command pulls up. Now that's getting into an even more dangerous territory as far as um, you know, like what what how much they control your internet access and what you see and hear when you ask for information. But since they're able to identify the exact sound file that is that guy's voice, right? As they as they clearly did to shut it off for his mm-hmm. initial uh, OK Google, they could have easily had that OK Google. What is a what is a Whopper burger? Go to something funny, or go to a, a a custom page or a bespoke page that they created. What could it have been that it wouldn't be? Because like my brain goes to, oh, they could go, I don't know, play audio for some dumb seventy. Was they the Whopper the one where they, they could send it to McDonald's? Send it to the Big Mac. That would be interesting. That would have been a baller move, I think. Don't yeah. you think that would have been hilarious? That would have been. I mean, you want to talk about free yeah, press? Yeah, I guess so. Oh my god, the press would have exploded. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm trying to think like I, I was trying to figure, well, how can they leverage it? How can they um, jujitsu this so that for their own brand, for their own brand. But the thing that's is, tricky. you're already talking to people who've already bought yeah. the, the home device. I think right? what you're it's doing is just you're there. generating, you're keeping the news cycle going, you're getting free press and you're yeah. definitely like tweaking Burger King. Like, oh, you're going to mess with us. We're going to mess with you. I like that better, doctor. I honestly, I think that that's that that would have been a, a smarter, a smarter response. Get at me, David of my David Miami. <laughs> speaking of um, speaking of, of McDonald's, and, and you brought it up, but fine, I'll go there. Uh, no, that's the other story that I want to talk about. Now, this was in today's papers. This I is know, what are the odds uh, of the timing on this? I know that's that's the big story here, and it, I got to say, man, McDonald's got screwed because they have a very fine little ad campaign that they just released today, starring Mindy Kaling, who I think is a great. Um, wait, did I say her name wrong? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I, sorry, I thought you looked at me funny. Maybe you. Maybe that's just love. Um, I love Mindy Kaling. I think that she's a great spokesperson because she has not been overextended. I think she's beloved by a certain group of people. And she's I, she's I, such an owner of her her own image and brand. Yes. And she curates it in a great way. Not the way Car- Kim Kardashian does, but like she's a true talent. She's a writer and an actress and producer. And she also has, you know, she she made herself a brand when ho- traditional Hollywood was like, you know, you're just you're not you're not going to be. You're not going to be a leading lady. And she was like, well, I am. And there's something, and as much as I'm loath to use this word, she's got a little, in, like, kind of a little hipster cred, little yeah. indie cred, something that is not usually associated with McDonald's, necessarily, although she is a consumer of McDonald's. As a matter of fact, as a quick aside, uh, one of my favorite things about this story is um, the New York Times points out that Mindy wrote in her 2015 book, Why Not Me, quote, if you follow me in any kind of social media, you'll see that I'm constantly eating McDonald's and not in a campy, skinny actress way where I go there when I'm on my period being bad. I go regularly enough that the woman at the Crescent Heights and Sunset McDonald's gives me ranch and buffalo sauce packets from a McNuggets without even having to ask. Like, I love Mindy Kaling. She totally owns her love of McDonald's, but she's also not like the typical like what you think of when you think of like McDonald's or, or what they're usually going for, which is just kind of middlest common denominator yeah yeah, <laughs> just sort of, yeah like suburban uh on know. the go just not, get some food in your face like yeah or like not a, stylish necessarily not stylish but like um 
very like sort of boring family. Yeah, and and I think Mindy. When I think of Mindy Kaling, I think of style. She's a very stylish person as yeah. well as an independent person and stuff. So I think a, a really good idea to get her for these ads. And the idea behind these ads, it doesn't. Um, these ads don't try to um, automatically kind of uh, get your Google devices to do something uh, without your bidding, but it does rely on Google. And once again, without Google's cooperation in this matter, I'm going to play this for well, you. It's, it's worth describing what you're yeah. seeing just before you play it because it's important. She's dressed in a um, like a fitted yellow dress with black piping on the on the wrists, and it's the McDonald's yellow with mm-hmm. McDonald's yellow arch color. And she's standing in front of a bright red back background, so it's right. totally the McDonald's brand colors, right? But important. there's no uh, McDonald's insignia anywhere, and they don't mention McDonald's actually. In the articles, it says they don't mention McDonald's. They actually do mention McDonald's, but they're bleeped out. I'll give my review of this ad in a moment. And what happens is she's talking directly to the camera, and then a guy who looks like a kind of a, technici- a technician-y guy kind of walks out, and she's going to start asking him some questions. I think the audio will explain the rest. If you do a Google search for that place where Coke tastes so good, you'll know. And while we can't say where that is, we can say why. I'm with beverage technician Rick. Hey, um, I go to to make sure that all Coke is perfectly formulated for that taste. Rick, by now you should know that we can't say we'll have to bleep you and it'll sound like you're swearing every time you say Now I'm saying Oh, I'm sorry. Rick, this is a disaster. I'm so sorry. Okay, so she shuts it down. Um, and the idea here is there. there's like one particular viral um, story that always kind of a, it's not from BuzzFeed, but it's kind of a BuzzFeedy kind of story yeah. um, that is constantly popping up. Not constantly, actually. It goes through waves. It'll pop up in my uh, Facebook feed uh, once every six months or something like that, you'll often see an article at th- or a link at the bottom of an article, kind of clickbait, and it's kind of like why McDonald's Coke tastes so. I'm sorry, why Coca Cola tastes so much better at McDonald's? And um, some of the theories behind it are, or uh, not really theories, it's kind of a PR blitz by McDonald's. It's about the width of the straw. Straws are wider at McDonald's, and that's part of it. You've read these, yeah. right? Um, the delivery system to get it to McDonald's, they keep it a certain temperature. They don't uh, deliver it in bags. They use these uh, steel-lined drums or something like that. So those viral ads have always been good for McDonald's. Now, McDonald's, and I have a feeling they might even be behind them. I don't think some journalist just decided to do this. Uh, no. But it's been going on, I think, since 2013 or something. Yeah, and I think there's an element of of user-generated material and content around that that... that I guess Coke, you know, you could you could make an argument that it really does make a difference that it, I mean, I haven't had like a real Coke in a long time, but uh, I, you know, I'm, it's plausible that they are doing something in the mixture of the, you know, carbonated water and syrup mm-hmm. and temperature and straw size and whatnot. Sure, I buy it, and I buy that they they decided to maybe, you know, plant some seeds of this in some blog, you know, food bloggers' ears. Uh, New York Times mentioned they even did a story about it in 2014 or something. Like, I, I love the idea, and I don't think this is the case, I love the idea, though, of McDonald's planting these seeds in 2013, knowing that within five years they're going to do a callback for it and have people Google it because it's become a thing. I doubt that there is that much foresight no, going into but this. I, but they're being, you know, they're they're seeing an opportunity. They're looking at their all of their assets and 
making an opportunity out of it. Now, in the context of this, and just even in the context of this week's news cycle, um, I just think McDonald's really got screwed here. I don't think this ad with Mindy is the best in the world. I don't think it's the worst in the world. And I think if this was the only ad like this this week, we would just be talking about this ad and how, you know, hey, it's a clever little ad and it's a good kicker story. The fact that this comes after Burger King did something so bold, and you know that McDonald's didn't just crank this out this week. The contracts with Mindy Kaling alone probably took a year or a half a year. So they've been working on it. They have their new um, their new star spokesperson and they roll this out, but it just seems so flat to use a, a, you think there's a, a cola mole word. At McDonald's? I don't think there's a mole, but I think they might have even. Do we have a mole? Do you think that McDonald's even rushed it because maybe to try to to uh, maybe that get seems some crazy? Of, I would let it, I would want to I would have yeah, held it. Held, yeah, maybe hold it for for a month or two. But then it still seems like a, just a lame follow up to McDonald or to the Burger King one. Well, here's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, I get, I, I maybe I'm thinking about it too hard, and I, I get I'm the joke. Not. Um, like I get, I, I think it's clever. Like I love the part where she says, "Like, oh bleep, we, now I sound like I'm bleep." You know, like now I, when I say McDonald's, I sound like I'm swearing. You know, yeah, but, and then but she one of those she actually swears. swears yeah, which is, right. It's a great joke, and she's a funny performer. But what is the? Is there like a reason why they're pretending they can't say McDonald's? Like, doesn't make sense. To occasionally, me. you'll like I've there are there are clothing stores and stuff that will advertise um, like places like Steinmart and Ross Dress for Less will sometimes do um, commercials where they they bleep out all the brand names that they carry, and it's something to do with like the contracts that those like oh they can't say that they carry Calvin Klein because Calvin Klein has contractual obligations not to be advertised in bargain stores but they do carry like last season's calvin klein or whatever so they'll do that thing where they bleep it out but you know what they're talking about but there's a reason there like i know what that reason is this it felt like they were saying like oh we can't say the name but like i i I was left wondering like well what's the premise by which they can't say the name i think they work backwards and that's exactly what i thought too and i think that's another reason why this is a flawed commercial in uh, i almost wonder if we'd be talking about this if it weren't for the burger king thing in a certain way because together these things pair up and it's interesting that these fast food giants both are kind of trying to use google without google's help but i feel like they were in a room the ad wizards and, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get people to Google that old article or whatever. Okay, how do we get them to do it? Okay, well, we can't say McDonald's. Okay, why not? Mm, people won't ask that question. Like, it just, there's not a good answer for that. It just yeah. seems so reverse engineered. Um, now, I do, you know, who made out like a bandit in this ad is Coke. Yeah, of course. Now, Coke, I, I think Coke should respond with um, a, some sort of similar uh, nod to McDonald's. Well, um, yeah, that is a partnership, though. And I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do know that Coke and McDonald's have had a partnership that goes back to 1955, I think. So I don't think that in this case, it's a little bit less like Google and Burger King have nothing to do with each other. And they're just kind of and the other things like Coke, if Coke did Coke, it, it like, would be probably for this ad. Pro- here's. Probably not, but Coke knew that this was happening. Oh, and sure. I, I mean, I, I feel like Coke had a, a seat at the table or some, or a or a straw in the drink. Um, here's one thing that I, that was horrible. I'm going to say one other thing that I kind of know about this ad. It was created by this new um, group that is has been created 
just to do McDonald's commercials. So this gets a little this gets a little uh, complicated. But as opposed to being a company, if you and I were selling something, Vives, and then we wanted to uh, get into marketing and commercials, we'd hire. So maybe we'd go down to what's the famous one in Seattle, uh, Wexley School for Girls, or we'd mm-hmm. go. We'd find some agency to help us with our marketing plan and and and, and create a commercial. Sometimes it happens in house, but but very rarely. Very rarely. Well. Obviously, unless, unless you're a local mattress store, it's very rarely done in house. Yeah, right. And make, or a mall in the Midwest <laughs> somewhere. Um, but what McDonald's has is um, this new creative agency called We Are Unlimited. And uh, according to the New York Times, it is a relatively new creative ad agency dedicated to McDonald's and operates within Omnicom Group, a holding company. And I know that I was doing a little bit of reading about We Are Unlimited, and it's con- it consists of people from other companies and who work on So it's like an advertising supergroup? It's like an advertising supergroup. And Google is one of the um, company... It, somebody who works on Google... Google's uh, uh, marketing has a seat at this table as well, but they said but obviously not the person who works on Bing. <laughs> no, not the person who works on Bing. Um, and they said specifically that they did not work with Google. Google is not like cheating Google results. Uh, you know that would be a huge thing, and that would be a huge kind of scandal if yes. Google starts tweaking the results based on a, a, a partnership Absolutely. so that they can make more money. That would be very problematic. They insist that that's not the case. As a matter of fact, that's one thing. This commercial is supposed to get you to Google why Coke tastes better there. But if you Google actually what Mindy Kaling is saying in this ad now, all that comes up is pages and pages and pages of articles about this ad. Yes. The actual results that they were looking they for screwed is like their own three or four yeah. Yeah, pages back now, I noticed. So in that case, it's a little bit, it falls a little flat as well. But anyway, so. Um, well, it's, I mean, that's like the Heisenberg principle, right? Like, you know, you can't, you can't examine something without changing it. That's exactly on TBTL. That's what Luke mistakenly called it the um, uh, Schrodinger's box, but oh, they're yeah. very, they're kind of similar. They're kind of similar uh, concepts, uh, sort of. Are they? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, sort of. They're are in the they? Same vein. But I can never, <laughs> I can never remember that it's called the. Is it the Heisenberg principle? And I'm sure I'm drastically oversimplifying it, but I think the thing that we are both thinking of is the Heisenberg. Because I keep on trying to. I, I say you're you're affecting the outcome by measuring it, and Luke always says, "Oh yeah, you're thinking of Schrodinger's." box and i'm always thinking that's not exactly it it's behind heisenberg principle which is and it involves blue methamphetamine that's right okay anyway well that's basically it i want to talk about the earned media on this and whether or not both about uncertainty in a way yeah and and by your interacting with something it's going to kind of change the result in a certain way yeah all right i see it um so earned media bk's killing it google could have done better McDonald's could have done better. Free ad for Coke. Um, and I want to know what the I want. Google, I want uh, McDonald's to release um, their Coke sales for the next hmm. two weeks or whatever. Do you think this was actually bad PR for Google Home? No, I don't. Um, I I don't think that they are. I I think they are in the position of anything neutral to good is good press for them. And this is clearly neutral to good. You don't think that there's somebody who's concerned getting this thing. And then here's like, Oh God, like now these, I'm going to be watching TV and tricksters are going to be trying to like, I activate mean, there it. may be like if they, they may lose some sales to some get off my lawn crank, but 
I think that will be offset by people who now know about it. Mm, okay. Okay. So uh, I'm stretching the definition of uh, commercials in the news with this one a little bit. This is actually just a, a new ad that was featured in Ad Week, which has a, a like a regular feature called Ad of the Day, and it's yeah. just basically like good commercials. That yeah. They like. And if you're not checking out their Ad of the Day, it's it's totally worthwhile. They always uh, they usually have a good pick, and and they write some interesting stuff about it. And this one legitimately had me laughing. I watched it twice in a row. It's a quickie. Um, it's a it's the scene is a a public bus with a bunch of just kind of normal joes on it. it's a pretty crowded bus but you have uh four uh kind of evil people or beings on this bus as well you have I think a, tra- it's on a train oh is it a train okay it's you got a mad you got a mad scientist you got a mummy you have a wolf man and you have the grim reaper and for most of this commercial the grim reaper is just kind of looking at his phone it kind of ignoring his friends while the the three of them the mummy and the mad scientist and the wolf man um are kind of talking about their weekend plans so here t- take a listen to this and I'll, I'll kind of jump in uh, as need be what are we all doing this weekend? Uh, I'm still working on that death ray. Uh, still? <laughs> you know, it's not easy. You gotta find a mountain, you gotta get permits. Well, if it was easy, everybody would do it. What about you? Uh, you know, just a lot of howling. You know, I like mm. to just howl. You know, <laughs> just a little bit of me time. You? Uh, I'll be summoning the apocalypse. Oh. Oh, and the twins have soccer. I'm bringing the orange slices this week what i do uh, okay now so um this whole time the grim reaper has just been looking at his phone not paying attention to his friend's conversation and they they bring him in hello sorry kids are going bananas satellite dish went out in the rain again how can they sell something that doesn't always work in the rain it's gonna rain eventually right you know what never stops working in the rain this guy i'm out there sure. rain or shine harvesting souls you come with me you come with me shouldn't have touched him as he he says you come with me he touches the guy who's sleeping next to him and he says shouldn't have touched him now he'll never wake up and then uh the 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 text on the screen says tv that cuts out in the rain is evil spectrum is reliable so obviously these these four characters representing evil even they realize how how awful i guess the uh the the what do you call a, what do you call satellite TV like these direct days? Direct TV. TV. This is a direct yeah. shot at direct TV. Which, by the way, I don't even know if that's a real complaint. I feel like I would have heard it before if somebody said, "Oh yeah, direct TV goes out in yeah, the I've rain." Never heard, I know people with um, direct TV, although they do live in Los Angeles, so hard to say. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, uh, not a lot to say on that other than I absolutely love it. It reminds great me performances. of great performances. Um, uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, one of our favorite ads from way back in the day. You're boring me to death and I'm already dead. Who you told me is an actor that we love, um, Zach Woods. Yes, Zach Woods from Silicon Valley. What is that commercial even for? I know it because Luke's been playing that drop on TBTL for like is it for Ten candy? Years. Um, I have a vague memory of it being candy, but it could be something else. I'm going to look it it's up. It's either candy or life insurance. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> here, let me look, look it up here for a second. Uh, this is a, you're right, it's a Starburst commercial. Ah. This one does take place on a uh, public bus, not a train. Um, and this is from at least 2010. It was posted to, uh, to YouTube in 2010. You know why I love Starburst? It's a contradiction. It's solid, yet juicy, like a liquid. For for some reason, there's this Scottish guy with bagpipes um, talking to some Asian kid on the bus who's eating Starburst, and he's just randomly giving his opinion, uninvitedly giving his opinion about Starburst. Yet juicy, like a liquid. Ugh, boring. Living dead. 
That is a contradiction, my friend. So behind him, for absolutely no reason that is ever explained, is a zombie, and he's the sarcastic guy you hear here. Living dead. That is a contradiction, my friend. It's not a contest, sir. Uh, everything's a contest, sir. Starburst exists in two separate... Ooh, boring. <laughs> Starburst exists You are boring me to death, and I am already dead. <laughs> You're boring me back to death. Okay. Starburst. It's a juicy contest. I've always loved that. Don't you love it even more now? I love it even more now. Zach Woods um, plays, uh, is it, what's his name in Silicon Valley? Is it Jared? Yeah, I think so. Um, kind of the, the very beta guy uh, in, this, in Silicon Valley who is constantly being uh, manipulated and abused by everybody else. Well, I probably took too much time on that, but the, that's just an ad I like, and uh, that's an older ad that it reminds me of. All right, let's check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, Veeves, what's going on? What's happening in the mailbag? Do we have a mailbag? I mean, Can somebody send us I a mailbag. I guess a metaphorical mailbag. Um, we got some nice feedback. Thank you to everybody who commented on the Facebook group about last week's show with Aaron Roden, uh, The Dad Spurt. Um, about daddy daughter ads, and there really are a lot of them. We really, I mean, we didn't even get to all of them. I, I thought of several after we had recorded that we didn't talk about because there, I, I think it is a thing that advertisers know is a very powerful emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, I had asked uh, the listeners if, you know, if they saw these ads and if it, if moms see them as kind of resonating or as like being reflective of how they, they see their husbands or their, you know, their, their children's, their daughters, fathers uh, interacting with them. Listener Courtney wrote in in response and said, yes, the commercials resonate to me as capturing that relationship between my husband and daughter, which I think is really interesting. You know, we're not parents um, and we didn't have any moms in the room when we recorded that last week. And so I do think that the mom perspective on that is interesting because most of these products are not products that are aimed, you know, exclusively at men. Um, there, there are things that like really any parent could relate. To. It went from insurance to toilet paper to um, can't think real, of the other uh, one. There was a real estate one, yeah, right? Estate, I think Zillow yeah, yeah, was one, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was all all over the map. I mean, there uh, cars. I mean, there's there's just no um, there was no product category that stood out as being um, solely applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, listener Catherine, I had said, you know, you guys were crying and sniffling and rolling all over the floor with your mm. emotional I that now. Yeah, yeah, now I remember that. Yeah, so yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't think a man should be president. Yeah, no, it, it is it's too it, emotional. It is true. I was bawling. Um and Just I said shaking. I was doing that thing where I was going <laughs> <laughs> And I said that in some cases, although I think some of them are very effective, that I didn't have the same kind of visceral reaction that you guys had. Um listener Catherine wrote in and said she's team Genevieve. It's always my favorite. Um, these commercials are okay, but they don't make me emotional at all. So that's a kind of an interesting distinction too. I wonder, I don't know Catherine's story, if she's a parent or, or not, but I think for me as a non-dad, non-parent, like I had a little bit more emotional distance on mm-hmm. them, non, as a non-man and non-parent. Didn't the toilet pepper one get you a little bit? Didn't one of them kind of get you? Yeah. One of them, one of them got me. Um, I mean, I, I, I get why they're emotional. I get why they're appealing. And one of them, I think, really did just was a fantastic piece of kind of emotional Mm -hmm. manipulation. Um, This is from listener Tyler, uh, who warns us that he has a hot take. So hot take alert. 
Uh, this is about the Jennifer Garner Capital One ad mm-hmm. that, that we have uh, lambasted. Uh, he says, the story in that stupid... So if you recall, um, she claims... The, the story is that she says, my dad called Capital One and like did his dopey dad thing asking for the Jennifer card, whatever. The story in that stupid Jennifer Garner commercial about her dad calling Capital One has got to be true. I just can't imagine them making up a story and having it be so dumb. If they were going to concoct a made-up story to involve her dad in the campaign somehow, don't you think they'd have come up with something better than that? Maybe I'm just giving them too much credit. But it seems like a hokey thing that he actually did, and then some dingus in advertising heard about it and decided it would make a great commercial, but it clearly doesn't. I think that's a valid criticism or or a I theory. Think, I, I think ad people write dumb shit all the time. Ad people we do talk write, about the dumb stuff that people write and produce. People do write dumb things, but I can understand... Tyler's point here, which is that this doesn't even feel like something that someone thought was clever and then wasn't. It's it it feels so incredibly dopey that there's an argument that, well, how you know, how could you possibly have like why wouldn't you write something that was like more cute and clever? Uh, well, listen, I'm I'm not trying to be super negative to to Tyler or whatever, but um that do you I'm not trying to dismiss his opinion on this, but I'm solely unconvinced of that. What about you? Are you now thinking, oh, yeah, that's a good point. This was probably too dumb to have come up in a writer's room. I think it's this is this is how dumb I am. This is my this is my dumb brain at work. When Jennifer Garner looks me in the eye and says, my dad did this thing and this is a true story. There is a part of me that's like, well, they wouldn't lie to us. No. I mean, Jennifer Garner would never go in front of a camera and pretend to be. I know, but there is a something that she's not I, I in, in scenarios. Uh, yeah, I read that she's the weekend after she filed her divorce papers from Ben, which was this last week. Oh. She was spotted at a cat cafe in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, there aren't that many cat cafes no. in Los Angeles. So, Angelinos, if you want to. Get an eye full of Jennifer Garner. Try your lo- local cat cafe. There's, there's one on the west side, right? Isn't there one in Santa Monica? Probably. Um, okay, one more uh, piece of feedback. Just just listeners commenting. This is from listener Patrick. Um, and we had complained about the, I think it was Tide, the dad mom ad, where <clears throat> this guy congratulates himself for knowing how to fold laundry and being the mom, i.e. doing housework. Um, And we complained about it. Uh, Patrick writes in, I'm a social worker who only works with dads. I teach everything from diapering to encouraging development like walking. I also help these dads find stable housing and employment. I try to help them be better parents, not dads or dad moms, Mm. parents, because that's what they are. I absolutely hate the condescending tone of that commercial for both men and women. Try to imagine the opposite commercial with a mom-dad gloating about how special she is because she has a job and knows how to use a computer. That would be super offensive, yet we're supposed to be proud of this guy because he can fold laundry. Patrick nailed it. I have nothing further to add. That's exactly right. Me too. Um, One more thing about uh, one more more daughter-daddy commercial that we missed. This is actually from listener Noah, and he actually sent this in, I don't know, weeks or months ago, and I've been meaning to get to it. Um, just because it's an ad that I really like and I've been, had been, <laughs> I'd been looking for a time to talk about it. And then mm-hmm. we do daddy daughter. We did daddy daughter. Like, we had so many though. Like totally overlooked yeah. it. But this is an ad for auto trader called kick that I just adore. But, um, 
Noah, you just have to explain this whole thing. Yeah, right? Noah's not totally sure about it. He says he thinks he needs to take himself to ad court on this. Oh, okay. I'll get um, my gavel. So <laughs> get your gavel ready. I think that's what was happening. I think I had filed it away to save it for another um, commercial court. Um, but In let's, session. But let's talk about it now because of the daddy-daughter connection. This is for a company or a product called Auto Trader, which is like an auto a car buying service. Um, and you're just going to hear music. But what you're seeing is a little... It's. I mean, again... Like every daddy-daughter commercial, it's about a little girl growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in each scene, the dad and the daughter are together um, in their car or, or in somehow near the car that, that he's driving. And in each case, she's doing she's kicking in some way. Like at first, she's kicking the back of his seat. Um, at one point, he's changing a tire and she like kicks a soccer ball and it like bounces near his head. Um and in each case, uh, I think there's one where she kicks. She's like a karate kicker. Yeah. And then eventually, I don't know if I'm stepping on you here, but there's also the, does it build up to the scene where she is then a kicker on a football yes. team? Like and at the, high ver- the very team? final scene, she's a high school age or maybe junior high mm-hmm. age junior girl. High, yeah. The dad has aged somewhat. He's got a beard. He's got glasses now. But it's clearly the same actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, he watches somebody on the field kick a field goal or extra point or whatever. And sees the player take off their helmet. It's his daughter. And in each one, the little girl actress is different because she's aging. But you can tell it's her because she does this signature, like tucks her hair. Oh, that's her ear. right. Yeah, that's it's a, a it's really a nice small, little, yes, subtle touch. And I think the per- performances in this are great. Um, you can yeah, mean, let's just play just it. Play, it's just music. <laughs> react i like the way she starts her kicking starts very annoying because she's like in the back seat kicking the back of his seat she's kicking things over as a karate person uh he's not getting super annoyed she kicks no, the, actually throughout he's he supports her he's, he's yeah he's helping her get to her games and get to her karate practice and he's so proud of her when she kicks that field goal uh, and he like cheers and she waves at him from the from the field and it is like and so at, and he shows her at the very end. He shows her um, something on Auto Trader, which I don't. I I don't know if we're supposed to infer that he's buying her this car or that he's just yeah. getting this. At new the car. very end, we we're talking over, but at the very end, it says, "Find yourself the perfect car or the perfect car for her." Right. Or the perfect car for her. Auto and then and then you see the he's showing her a car like he's getting that to her probably for graduation or something. God, though all the all the she actresses must be older that are than good. junior high. She has to be. Yeah, maybe school. it's high school. But you're right that that small kind of subtle thing you don't notice until you've watched it a few times of her always tucking this little piece of hair behind her ear. The way we're pointing it out, it sounds very obvious, but it's actually well integrated into the uh, yeah. commercial. that commercial could be for any product it's true it's 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 hard to rem- like if you would ask me what happens in that commercial before i reviewed uh, the ad council stuff mm-hmm. i could have told you the whole story of the commercial and i would have said like maybe it's for triple a mm-hmm. yeah um so this is noah's kind of inner inner debate on this he says i first saw this past week that saw this commercial this past weekend and liked it but now i'm wondering if it's trying a little too hard or overly obvious once you know where the ad is going is the soundtrack heavy-handed what was the song i can't do um, attention everybody's saying that i am too young like it didn't stand out to me as the lyrics being overly uh you know expositional let's just take a listen
<laughs> okay, so real girl powery yeah. kind of vibe. God, I'd love that song. It's a great song though. Yeah, yeah, I have no 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 complaints. Um, he says, on the other hand, I do find it touching. It seems like I waffle every time I rewatch it. Um, he says, do we? He needs a judge's ruling. Did they hit this right, or is it lifetime material? Hmm. He does say, I appreciate the wordplay around find the perfect car for her, meaning both accommodate her activities, which has been the theme of the commercial, she's been a kid. or buy your daughter a car. Well, I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, God no, damn, I mean, no, where's I your like, podcast, Noah? I know, God, Noah, you sold you sold me more on this commercial and I already liked it. I don't even need to ask you if we need to make a... We know what our ruling on this well, is. Well, yes and no. I would say my, my ruling is I think it's really well done. I think... Um, you know, because so many of the commercials we were talking about last week fit this pattern, I am getting a little bit more of a jaundiced eye towards it because it mm-hmm. does feel a little bit more manipulative. It feels a little less creative, just in general, these types of right. commercials, not this particular one. But if you're going to do these ads, I think they do everything absolutely right. But the one thing that I get stuck on here is the thing that I already mentioned and that always comes up in, in commercial court is did you sell me the product? Yeah. And, and like as you I said, just I, said, I, I didn't remember. know it was for this either. Yeah. And that could have been for anything. So I'm going to give it a, how, how do we even rule? We say guilty or innocent? So yeah, I think I, we say um, guilty if we don't like it. Okay, well, I'm going to say, I'm saying this is innocent. Um, or not guilty. Or, or not guilty, I guess. But I do think that I, I would like to see the defendant work more on sticking the landing in the future. And I, I hope that um, they don't find themselves in front of my court again. So community service? I, I No. I, I would just say I, I think that this this whole court situation probably put the fear of God in them just and they'll them do better the next warning. time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, all right. Last piece of uh, ad council feedback, and then we'll uh, get out of here. We'll switch from talking about dads to talking about moms. As from hmm. listener Carolyn or Caroline. Um, she said, I just saw a new progressive ad and I loved it. It's the one with a couple that has moved into a new house and the husband is turning into his mother. They are a nice couple. I believe her loving patience as he morphs into a 60 something lady in mom jeans, or I believe that she's like, I, she says, I believe the performance, um, and the gender bend of him turning into his, her mother-in-law is fun hmm. and not played for any message. Um, she adds that Progressive does have a great ad game, and um, she's in that flow totally floats her boat. Okay, so this is called Mamiostasis. I don't think I've seen I it. I have seen this one, and it is delightful, and a lot of it's visual. So I'll I'll try to try to talk you to it through it. But um, you'll hear a woman talking about this new condition that she finds her husband in now that they've moved into their new house. Okay. I noticed it as soon as we moved into the new house. A lot of people have vertical blinds. Well, if a lot of people jump off a bridge, would you? You hungry? I'm okay, right? I'm... So we should just maybe mention he's like he's on his hands and knees with like a, a, a dust buster. And there's an extended version vacuum. where he goes, what are you doing? She's eating pizza just over like standing in her kitchen and there's crumbs everywhere. And he's he's dust bustering it up. At her going, feet at while her she's feet, standing and, and eating. Going, what are you doing? Crumb, 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 crumb. And I really related to that. Yeah. No, she sounds awful. <laughs> Why do people eat like that? All right. Um, uh, things need to be dust busted. And then the um, then we see him uh, He's holding wearing like, these, yeah. these awful pleated mom jeans and these big 
Sally Jesse Raphael style glasses with a glasses chain. But he's just like a middle aged guy with a beard. Right. And he's holding um he's holding a plate of snacks that are over overly elaborate, yeah, like deviled like 60s, eggs or something like 60s that. Sixties hors d'oeuvres. And he's kinda of holding it. She's just trying to watch TV and he's holding it behind her. He's like, Wanna snack, wanna snack? And he's like kinda of sticking it in her face sort of insistently. You hungry? I'm okay, right? I'm I'm becoming my uh, mother. It's been hard. But some of the stuff he says is actually pretty helpful. Uh, getting bundled in our home and auto insurance is a good deal. Like buying in bulk. That's fun, right? Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto. What a great ad. So and honestly, the long, the two minute version, uh, which I obviously didn't bring to this uh, to play here because it's just too long, but it's worth seeing. It's just like, it's hilarious. Yeah. And so it's interesting. We've talked a lot about Flo. I feel like Flo is the patron saint of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, they also uh, Progressive has some other campaigns going on. Non yeah, the box the, campaign. Yeah, the, the animated box. Death of. Oh, who does the voice on those? He. We did a whole <sighs> segment on Doctor Spaceman. He does the voice on everything. Uh, per, parse, uh, Parnell. Parne- uh, Parnell. Parnell. Chris Parnell. <laughs> we got there. High Sorry. Five. Give me a high five. Um, but now apparently they're going the Geico way and also just doing some sort of like kind of random absurd. Yeah, this has been out for a while. I mean, this is not a new commercial. Mm-hmm. And I think like Geico and most insurers, they have a virtually unlimited ad budget mm-hmm. and you know, have probably tried a few things that are outside of their main campaigns. It's really bumming me out. I mean, so many people are talking about how bad progressive insurance is. Yes. You've mentioned on the show before. And since then, I've just sort of seen it kind of popping about people leaving comments, like whatever, not even on our show. Yeah, they show, need to spend a little less on, an, on their ads yeah. and a little more on their customer It's service. a bummer because I think they have some of the best commercials in the game, not yeah. just the insurance game. I just mean out there now. Okay, do you want to uh, do you want to add anything else to the ad council segment or nope. should we get out of here and watch the Mariners? Thanks, everybody. You can sell anything. All right, Veeves, that'll do it for today. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday for uh, after these messages. In the meantime, though, the Facebook group, arguably more entertaining than the show at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so check out the Facebook group. You can choose whether or not you want to keep listening. Uh, the Facebook group is <laughs> yeah, after I mean, these. Look, we're, there's just two of us. There's like 650 ad counselors. Like, we're not going to be able to compete in terms of brain power and funny things. It is seriously a very vibrant community. Do you know that I do belong to a Facebook group for a podcast that I do not listen to? Should I say which one it is? <laughs> sure. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners are fans of this podcast. I have no issue with the podcast. I've just never sat down to take a listen to it. It's called uh, Flophouse. But they have such a dynamic, funny listener base in their uh, in on their Facebook page that I just like follow that every day. But even, even their community has show. got nothing on ours. That's right. So check out the Flop House and check out After These Messages show uh, on Facebook. And how can people send you an email? You can email us at After These Messages show at Gmail. You can call us at 607-444-5597. Again, that's 607-444-5597. And if by any chance any of the guys from the Flophouse hear this, of course I listen to the show. I love it. All right, I'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. My eyes all droopy. I've gooey foodie, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, he's you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now.